The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome to a special Friday edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, with special thanks to Kinkster Merch. Joined today by Corlin Jewell, who has been a guest on this program before. But this time she has something very interesting to discuss with us that will help even you. And when I say you, I talk about the sex worker, the fetish model, the kinkster, the pro-dom, or anybody else who has been affected by social media blues, shadow banning, suspension, not the fun kind, or anything like that. And Corlin, you have joined with a group called Pinksters for an amazing new social media site that I discovered quite by accident. Tell me how you discovered it. Um, they actually reached out to me about a year ago. So about a year ago, they reached out to me and said they think that um, I'm a good fit for, to be their ambassador. Uh, they said between my experience in the adult industry, my experience as a sexologist, as an, as an educator, an author, um, a sex a swing club owner that um you know i have the the different variations from all different realms of life to be able to uh represent them so that was about a year ago and um like any platform they have had their challenges with you know hosting and merchant account processing and all that kind of stuff so uh now things are underway they've got their own hosting company and um we're getting ready to it's already out the site's up it's just um now getting the word out there to everybody and to note i know that we're going to go on but to note it is not just for sex workers it is for the regular guy girl that is has a facebook account a twitter account an instagram account whatever and um having issues where you know god forbid they say i don't like my governor today you know how dare you say something like that you know so it's a freedom of speech um for 18 to 18 and up or 21 and up depending on where you are located in the world and what i think is and thank you for bringing that up what I think that is so wonderful is in this time where we have all, even myself, for the first time, got got uh, suspended from Instagram for simply wow. 
saying somebody was going to be on the show. Really? And they, when I appealed it, I, I wrote back and I said, I'm a 60-year-old podcaster. I'm not soliciting anything. Right. And they said, oh, we're so sorry. We're, we yeah, because, we didn't mean to do that. But the fact oh, so is you they actually didn't mean to do that. But you got a response. So that's interesting because, um, you know, we talk about all these bots, you know, and how, you know, these bots shadow ban you or these bots, you know, suspend you. Uh, I was talking to Dirk earlier at an interview with him. And I said, uh, I said, are you joining us? Hopefully you're joining us for our sip and shoot event. And Facebook, you know, suspended me. And I said, for what? And they said, you know, and my response was after I appealed it was you can't discuss guns on this on Facebook. And I said, well, this is a photography shoot. So let's let's have your bots go to college and get an education. So, um, yeah, it's very, very frustrating. So that's the one thing that our site will never have is bots and AI. We will not. It's always going to be a customer service person, a human being that responds to you. So and that's a wonderful thing. So tell me how Pinksters is different from your let's say X, because I think it's almost similar to that, but you all are growing it even more than that. Yeah. So um, the easiest way that I describe it is that this is all the different um, online social media platforms combined into one. So if you have an OnlyFans account, if you have a Twitter, an Instagram, a Facebook, a page on Facebook, a group you've created on Facebook, um, a marketplace, classifieds, everything is done on one platform. So if you're a content creator, you can sell your content. If you're web, if you do webcamming, you can webcam on the platform. Um, you can create groups, you can join groups. It's free to join. That's a big thing. So it, the only difference is that we are 18 and up or 21 and up. And so that way um, we still do age verification. We are working on the fact that um, a lot of the different platforms out there right now, they don't ask you for your ID when you sign up or anything like that. So they get a phone number from you and that's about it. And then you can create a profile in somebody else's name. And that's how there's all these fake accounts out there. So our, you know, you will know that people are real because they've submitted their their age, their verification, and um, you know, they say that what's that issue? People are saying, "Well, I don't want to give my ID and stuff." Well, us as performers, whether we're webcamming, content creators, whatever, we have to provide our ID and prove that we are overage, and that goes, you know, and then we are able to sell our content. So, if you want to be a viewer or you want to participate, provide your ID. It get, gets rid of all the um, all the fake profiles and any underage. And I think the fact that we're talking real people, talking to real people or viewing content by real people is so important because I think it provides a friendlier environment for people to be able to show their content and promote their content as well. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing is that, um, you know, again, I was talking to Dirk uh, Hooper today earlier about um, how, you know, he joined Pinksters and it's such an interactive site. Everybody's very supportive of each other. And you know that when you're talking to him, you're talking to him. I mean, I just had somebody on Twitter the other day say, oh, I heard about you through another performer and I'm looking at this person's profile. And this is a very well-known director and I'm going, hmm. I don't really think that this is him. And then he says to me, let's go talk on Facebook. And then he gives me a Facebook link. And I'm like, uh, -uh. like we have 80 mutual friends, but this is not him. And so I notified the guy and I said, but is this you or somebody pretending to be you? So perfect example, someone pretending to be a director 
wanting to shoot with me, wanting to set up a shoot. And that could be a dangerous situation if I was not smart enough to, you know, do my background on him. Um, and that's the thing with this, with Pinksters is that you'll be able to know that you're communicating with who you're communicating with. And it doesn't cost anything uh, for anybody. Anybody can set up. They can go there today and set up a profile for free. Um, it's got posting jobs, classified section, resume, webcamming, content creating, pages, every, it's all in one. And I love the fact that it is for fans and for professionals as well. Mm -hmm. yes. And even though you are going to be offering all the different things, you are also opening up people to be able to promote their platforms on yours, as Correct. opposed to even what FetLife is doing today, which is if you are a content provider, they don't want you publicizing on the one site that is made to talk about that. Yeah. So you get yeah, any, all, all of them, uh, even Snapchat, you can't mention your, your, you know, if you have an OnlyFans or a loyal fans or a lover fans, or whatever it may be. Okay. You can't mention that or a Pornhub page, whatever it is, whatever you're trying to promote. Um, and so our site, we want you to promote. We want you to be able, this is a place where you can, you know, promote, speak your mind. Um, you can post, you know, like on your page, you can say, I've had a really crappy today. Don't like my governor today. Okay, fine. We're not going to ban <laughs> you. We're not going to, you know, you can't do anything illegal. Of course, we're still going to monitor, you know, so any, any, you know, any, you can't post any legal content. You can't say, I'd like to kill somebody today or whatever. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, but, that's, that's common sense and that's too. Common and sense, unfortunately, yeah. Twitter is not full of common sense. No. And then, and then there'll be no, none of these bots that are, you know, uh, these bots that make the decisions. Cause that's what it is right now on all these different platforms. I mean, I'm having a hard time with Instagram at the moment. I am logged in on my computer, cannot get it on my cell phone to save my life. And when you try to do the connect with Facebook, it says, this is not the right password. And I'm like, well, yes, it is. Cause I'm in on there. And even if I change it, it won't let me. And there's nobody to talk to. It's not like I can get a human. So, you know. And, and let's talk about the human that is behind <laughs> it. Let's talk a little bit about Jenny who started this platform because she was frustrated herself. Correct. Yes. And so, and she's also, you know, uh, uh, and this isn't any business, you face challenges. So uh, they did have a hosting company, the hosting company, uh, you know, backed out or broke their contract, something along those lines. So she, instead of going and finding another hosting company, she was like, that's it. I'm setting up my own. So she opened up her own hosting company. And from what I understand, we can um, handle at least a million. So um, I saw 40 million, but it's a million. So I know that, you know, that's a good start. Um, and then the merchant account processing, she's actually working on bypassing credit card accepting. So when somebody wants to buy a product, a service from another, you know, content creator on there, it'll just be a bank to bank transfer is what she's working on. So that's something unique and different. That's tremendous. Yes. Let's talk about your journey in <laughs> wanting to find a place for yourself. Tell so, me your reaction the first time you ever got suspended or banned. So I've been lucky. I My Instagram account has not gotten in trouble yet. And that's my biggest following. That's got wow. 35,000. And, um, and I know that when I do all the red carpet interviews um, at all the different award shows, and I say to the, you know, the performer and what, you know, what's your Instagram, where can they, my, you know, your viewers find your social media. And they all say, well, this is my fourth Instagram or my fifth Instagram. And that's frustrating. <laughs> um and then, so I, you know, I haven't had an issue on there. Twitter, what I've noticed on Twitter, what Dirk noticed too, is that my following is not going up and my interaction is not going up. And so um, it's been, it's the shadow banning. So if you type in, you can't find me. And so that's difficult. And then um, the hashtagging is not working. Um, and Facebook is the one that has, that has banned me and put me on 
put me in jail, Facebook jail, whatever, for stupid stuff, like a saying, um, this is me when I was young ice skating, this is me old ice skating. They banned that one because I put the word young. Um, I said, hopefully everybody will join us for our sip and shoot event. That's a photography modeling networking event that I host. They banned me for the word shoot. Um, mm. Stupid stuff. Um, and then Snapchat, Snapchat and TikTok, I got in trouble for mentioning loyal fans. Okay, fine. And uh, TikTok, TikTok's banned me for so many stuff. I'm on my third, I'm on my third TikTok, TikTok and I don't even put <laughs> anything like off. Yeah, so that's one that's like frustrating. So, um, but ideally if we can get enough people to know about Pinksters and get on there and get off all these other ones that are, you know, taking our information. I just found out today that Twitter is, um, Elon Musk signed a deal that they're going to use our users information for um there to teach their AIs, something like that. Yeah. And biometric so, uh, yes. biometric information is uh, well, it's what the the whole SAG after strike is about. Mm-hmm. That to be able to take somebody's likeness and use it for their own purposes. That's right. scary. That's that's scary. worse than stealing an identity. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I actually am an ambassador for an AI site as well. And, you know, it's like, um, what's an example? Um, a, a billboard. You don't even need to hire a model now. You just create the AI girl that you want on that billboard and up the billboard goes, right? But now to take somebody who's well-known as an actor or a performer and create movies with them in it, but they're not in it or porn scenes where they're not. Yeah, so that's issues with the AI stuff. That's a whole <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast, Arlen. <laughs> so... Indeed it is. (laughs) The thing that I love about this platform is it is very personal. And sometimes when you start off small and then it grows and grows, the personality comes out of it. But Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing that with this particular platform because I think the people behind it literally understand what other people go through just to stay on. Yes. And um, the one thing I really like about it um, is it's very user friendly. So, you know, there's a lot of platforms. I'll give you an example. Facebook's meta. What is this meta? Like, what is this? It's a nightmare. And then it pops up with your meta and it's connected to your Instagram, which I can't get on on my phone. Mm -hmm. Right. So I can see my meta messages on my phone, but I can't respond to them on my phone. Um, So this is user friendly and it's giving so many different variations um, of of what you can do with it, you know, um, it just needs to grow now because uh, we had to restart all over again with a new mm-hmm. server and everything or hosting. Well, I'm happy that this podcast has become an adopter of Pinksters, and we did it because we wanted to support the platform. First of all, there is no, uh, there is no kind of sponsorship deal or anything. I mm-hmm. literally talked to Jenny online and just said, what can I do to help you all? Because episode after episode, I am hearing the same stories of people being banned, it's people bad. being suspended. Mm-hmm. What it's do you really think it is that has people so scared to talk about things that are joyful? So, I mean, a lot of like, um, you know, the way that I look at it is that in the day and age that we're in right now, right? Technology, we were just talking about this earlier again. Technology, you should not be dropping phone calls, okay? We should have decent internet connection. Like, these are things like in their day and age, you should be able to talk about different alternative relationship styles, kink, fetishes, fantasies. And yet, everybody's still so um, ashamed 
you know, oh, I mean, I, I get messages all the time, Coraline, I want to do a, a webcam show with you, but I'm so scared to tell you what it is that my fantasy is or my fetish, because I'm scared you're going to, you know, make fun of me or whatever. And then they tell me and I'm like, you and like five other million people, like not normal, but there's nowhere to turn to. You know, because um, all the, they just keep on anybody that's a sex educator, um, anything like that. You just they keep wanting us to hush, 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 hush. You know, you know, sex is bad. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about kinks. Don't talk about fetishes. If there's something, if you see a psychologist, we talked about this I think last time. If you go see a psychologist because you want to talk to them about your swinger lifestyle, right? Um, they they think something's wrong with you. This is your fault. You've caused this. There's you know this is not normal. It's not acceptable. So that's why there's people that specialize in alternative relationships. So. I think we're going backwards in the world and I think we're going to continue to go backwards, which is really, really, really sad. I don't see improvement. And the only way that we're going to improve is with us as people going to band together and get, say, you know what? Screw you. X, Twitter, whatever you want to fucking be. Screw you, Facebook. Like we're done. I heard Facebook's going to start probably charging to have a profile on there. You never know what what the rumors are and things you know like that. so but, yeah it's just but facebook has always been a free platform as has twitter although the monetization of twitter and instagram lately has shown that it is a little bit more of a everything's a money-making opportunity mm -hmm. but the fact that when elon musk took over twitter or x or whatever he wants to call it today and decided that verification is something you can pay for. Where oh, yeah, did he get that, that yeah, idea? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I get like, I mean, even our platform. So I get that, um, uh, you know, of course, it's got to it's got to monetize. So where is it going to monetize from? So if a content creator is selling content on there, um, I believe they get 80 percent. OK, and then 20 percent goes to the site. The referral fee, like an affiliate program, that's five percent goes to, the, you know, who, if somebody refers somebody to the platform, that's up on the menu bar um, and then advertisers. But it's not going to be advertisers that pop up on your feed. You know, it's not like that. It's going to be advertisers like on the website. So if you go to maybe, I don't know, uh, the, the menu page about webcamming. Mm -hmm. There might be, you know, webcamming advertising companies or something there, but it's not going to track your information. There's no biometrics. There's no bots. <laughs> you know, that's just, but I can't believe that that's what I'm, I mean, I just can't believe like they list, you know, that our world's come to that. Yeah. You know, my, my best example was sitting at a friend's house and we were watching a TV show called uh, sex rooms. It's a woman that designs rooms. I've never how, heard how of to it. build a sex room. Yes. Yeah. I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. Um, I was like, wow, this is really cool. So I was watching it. And then later on, I got on my phone and I was looking at my Facebook messages and all of a sudden there's an advertisement for her sex rooms right mm -hmm. there. And I'm like, wow. So they're listening into everything we say, everything we do. So fuck you right now. So I have to say to that <laughs> because, you know, people say to me, well, they're watching your every move. Well, then they just see a little naked girl that runs back and forth. Cause I'm always forgetting stuff between my rooms. And so, I mean, you, know, <laughs> you have no privacy anymore. You don't. And these sites are just getting worse and worse and worse. I cannot wait to get off of all of them, honestly. But let's get back to the discussion. And we talked about how people may be afraid of discussing things. Yes. I think it goes two ways. Number one, you have the people who want to have everyone have the same kind of thought. You right. could call it a religious right. You could mm -hmm. call it a, a group that decides the morality of everyone that has to link to theirs. Correct. The other side of it is that when the conversation opens and people are starting to accept things, suddenly 
Well, here's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. If you had said the term non-binary to me seven years ago, I would have no idea what you were what talking, talking about. about. Correct. Yet today it is part of our lexicon. It is part of the things that we are passionate about for people to have the gender identity that they believe that they should be called. And it's not a choice in the matter. I mean, I came out as gender fluid about, I think it's about a year ago now, mm -hmm. because I'm not sure of what it is that I feel in the morning when I wake up, when my mind is telling me one thing, my body shows me another. Mm -hmm. And if we were afraid to talk about that now at the present time, the amount of people that would be back in hiding and, and the amount of people that wouldn't be able to express themselves would right. be astronomical. Correct. Well, that's the whole, you know, when you are, uh, you know, that's the whole, the, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, people committing suicide and stuff like that, because you just, you know, God forbid you came out as gay. Remember that? God forbid mm -hmm. you mentioned that. Or, and so you still have, you have closet cross-dressers and, and then you just have people that just, they just, you don't know there's confusion. And where do you turn to for confusion? You turn to help from a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a sexologist, a, you know, um, an expert in that, or you go to the internet to read an article, right? To figure out what it is that you're feeling. And is it, and there's something wrong with you? Is it, you know, um, are there other people like that? Are there groups out there created for you? And then when they continue to, to, to stop us from talking to each other and creating these groups and, you know, you're just creating um, people to be more and more, uh enclosed about everything and not go out there to share and stuff i think it's a quest for the word normal and then yeah, when the, we there, yeah when we realize that normal can't be defined exactly exactly what is normal what is normal to you you know exactly so um you know i had a um i had a gentleman i'll never forget the story was i was doing a seminar and a gentleman was in the back of my room and when i you know ended the seminar this was in washington he was sitting there still crying he was crying and he was sitting in the back and he was sitting alone and i went over and i was like oh my god what did i say did i do something and he says no he says i'm a jehovah's witness i live here i was driving i saw the sign on the billboard i decided to come i want to see this, and this is but this is a um an expo there's no nudity at this expo mm -hmm. okay there's nothing this is an expo for adult toys it's seminars it's education it's mm -hmm. meet performers whatever it may be it's open to the public and um he told me that he thinks he's gay but that is not even acceptable in his religion and with his family and then his mom found out that he was at this expo and she called him and said don't bother coming home they got she told him to leave and uh, i was just devastated because here he is just trying to figure out like am i gay is this normal is it not normal it's not acceptable in my home life you know um i told him i gave him my phone number i said you go home you tell her i'm your blood child if she kicks you out you call me you come stay with me i was so pissed and a year mm. later a year later he came back to my booth and thanked me but um you know that's that's a quest for finding out what's normal because your 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 family life has told you what's not normal, you know, and what and that something's wrong with you and you need to seek help for that. Um, and I think that the more and more that we, you know, put these pressures on people of you know your kink is not normal, your fetish is not normal, your fantasy is not normal, uh, we're causing them to take their own lives and we're also causing them to not live their life for who they are, you know. Um, and the more that I think we take things away from people, the more that they search after it, such as mm -hmm. prostitution and whatever it may be. If we legalized it and, you know, regulated it, 
I don't think we'd have as many issues with rape and stuff like that as well. You talked about the word normal and I had brought it up, but let's put another word in there. Mm-hmm. Let's put the word authentic. Okay. When did you find your authentic self, meaning the one that didn't have to apologize for who you are? So, and again, as someone like me, so I was 30 years old when I actually had my first orgasm. So my entire life was revolved for me personally, uh, was I was an athlete. I was an Olympic figure skater hopeful. Um, you know, sex was not, not talked about, but for me, it was like the last thing I want to do is get pregnant, right? And be you can't be pregnant ice skater. So, um, you know, I had my first orgasm and that's when I was like, huh, this is why people like sex. And that's kind of what led me to start to discovering and then, you know, led into, um, you know, my, my swinger lifestyle and how I got involved in that. Um, but I just feel like as I've progressed in life and you and I talked about this earlier, the curveballs, you know, life throws you a curveball and, you know, never, my, my goal was to um, be an Olympic figure skater for South Africa, the country I was born in, and then go and open up my own Circus de Soleil show and travel. Never, ever was children on the record, never was a theatrical, well, theater degree was, but I never thought I'd run a podcast. I definitely never thought that I'd be a porn performer. Didn't think I'd go back to school for sexology, that's for sure, or be an educator, anything of that sort. And so, you know, it kind of led me down that quest because I want people to understand that um, so many times I hear this, oh, Coraline, I wish, I wish that I had, you know, 40 years ago changed this, or I wish I hadn't stayed in this marriage, or I wish I had switched this job. And now I'm 62 years old. I'm starting all over again. I don't even know. Do I swipe left or right on Tinder? You know, and I'm like, okay, you don't use Tinder. And you know, but, <laughs> that's number one. But, you know, there's not the thing. It's like, uh, and that's, that's what I teach. That's what I try to encourage people is stop living your life for other people. Live your life for you. You only get one. You know, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow. I lost a friend on Friday that I can't believe it, you know, um, and uh, he was involved in the adult industry and his family did not support it. And now we're trying to figure out how to bury him, where his remains are. We need to talk to family and family doesn't want to talk to the industry performers mm-hmm. who, are, you know, want to help. Um, you've got to start living your life for you and be you. And if you have a fantasy or a fetish or a kink or an alternative relationship style that you are interested in, or if you think you're gay or non-binary, whatever it is, figure it out, read, learn and live for you. I've I've often said that for many, kink is an orientation because there's not a choice in it. I know there wasn't a choice for me. Okay. I mean, when, when, when I discovered fetish, when basically I was three years old and then it manifested itself throughout my entire childhood, because the first time I had a sexual experience, I was watching Catwoman. Oh, okay. All right. So, so like maybe like share with the listeners on that, because that, that intrigues me too, because one thing, the reason I got my master's in, or my, you know, what certification in sexology was because I wanted to understand like, where does the foot fetish come from? Mm-hmm. Where does, uh, there's so many different fetishes. First of all, I wish that they would name them how they sound. For example, <laughs> like having, having sex with mannequins. Why don't we call it like mannequin mania or something like that? Why do we got to call it something <laughs> completely random? But, um, you know, a lot of these kinks and fetishes are things that people come to me for on, um, uh, on a webcam show. I have a guy that wants to talk about how soft everything is in my house. Mm-hmm. I have another guy who wants me to pretend I'm tickling him. Where does that come from? Where does that ki- Now, is there something wrong with them? There's nothing wrong with them, but they don't want to talk to anybody about it, but me, but where, where did that come from? Where did it, where did it begin? Was it a stuffed well, animal as a child? Was it, yeah. you know, so for you, the cat woman or. Well, I, is, 
as I have a sexologist here, I will give you my story and and we Please. can we can <laughs> discuss it uh, because I'll take full advantage of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, I was old enough to watch Batman when it originally came on, meaning okay. the Wednesday, Thursday night, tune in tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Okay. So as a kid, I idolized Batman and Robin, but I also knew that Catwoman was the, the villainous who... Uh, just had this special thing over Batman. And then Batgirl shows up and she had this special feeling of of, of power. And, and e even though being a damsel, she still had this power. And then as I am in my puberty years, I'm watching reruns. And my first orgasm comes while I'm watching Catwoman. But I didn't know what an orgasm was. Right. I had no idea what was coming out of my penis. I'm mm -hmm. like, mm. right. I actually, of all things, I actually thought it was mucus of some kind. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? And then at that time, do you remember, was there anybody that you could go to? Any family members, brothers, sisters? No. You see, and that's the problem is that so many people can't go to their siblings. They don't have any or a brother or anybody and say, I don't even know what just happened to me. What is this? Right. And then you discover your sister's tights in the in the uh, storage room, mm -hmm. and you put them on, and you're going, "Oh, this feels good." Mm -hmm. But you're relating it to you. You're relating it to uh, Catwoman and Batgirl, mm -hmm. and then Pat Benatar shows up. Holy <laughs> crap! Pat Benatar shows up, and what is she? I love Queen of leotards and tights in yeah. everything. Right. <laughs> and pretty soon, I'm like, this makes me feel good. I wonder what it'd be like to be normal and just, you know, make out and and do that. But this makes me feel good. Right. Why do I want to run away from it? So I, I binged and purged and binged and purged on whether it be uh, fetish magazines, whether it be buying tights and leotards or cat mm -hmm. suits. And it became this thing where I was just wanting to be normal. And now you're sitting here looking at me through mm -hmm. Zoom and I'm wearing a cat suit mm -hmm. and it feels comfortable. And now it's not a sexual thing to me. It is a thing that helps my anxiety more than anything in the world. Interesting. Okay. Because it's a hug, it's the feel, it's the touch that I long for so much. When do you, when looking back, when do you say that you felt comfortable to like, let's say like you wear it and somebody goes, are you wearing a cat suit? And you go, damn right I am. Like, when were you able to be Actually, comfortable with it? In my fifties, when I so lived in Cleveland. Okay. I would okay. walk into uh, the academy there in Cleveland and that's where the name Hi There Catsuit came from. And somebody went, Hi There Catsuit, now it'll hide. That sounds like a great I name. I think I'll take that for my, my fat name. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And, and now, then, you know, now it's evolved to where I just came back from FetishCon a few weeks ago. And the compliments that I get on my catsuits. <laughs> now, I've gained a little weight and I'm 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 sad that I did. <laughs> But people still see the confidence that I have in these beautifully ornate cat suits that I'm wearing these days mm -hmm. with all these amazing patterns. 
You see, and that's the thing when you can embrace it, when you can, you know, and when you can say, I'm somebody has a problem. I always tell people, if you don't have, if you have a problem with the way somebody, or you don't agree with the way somebody's living their life, you don't agree with them being a swinger. You don't agree with them going to fetish. Coma, okay. It's not your life. It's not mm -hmm. your problem. So, you know, you don't, you, you just go the other way. You don't need to, you know, there's no reason in shaming people or, you know, making people feel like they're not normal. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the whole thing, you know, but I think that, and then, 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 and then there's a, there's a whole other different aspect of this too, you know, with the, um, I guess like the latest, like that, I don't really watch the news or TV because it's like, just drives me disgusted. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. But uh, the latest where now we're telling young children, parents are signing contracts to have their children be um, experimental. If they're doing like a sex gender change when they're four years old, because they think that they want to be a boy or they think they want to be a girl and all that thing. Well, I think that there's, there's a fine line. So there's, when you're a child, we don't really know, you know, like when you ask a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a police officer. I want to be a princess. I want to be, okay. And then when you turn 18 and you go, oh shit, did I get my penis cut off when I was a little kid? Because I, that's not what I really wanted, right? You don't know. But as you, but we also shouldn't shame people for having thoughts or feelings of fantasies, fetishes. Like you say, at the age of three, you already knew like, wait a second, I kind of want like, like that, you know? And so. it was, it was really strange when I was talking to this lovely young lady from Germany when I said, well, yes, back when I was young, when I was like three, she, and she said, can you say that? And I went, yes, it was my life. Hmm. Because people are so paranoid that oh, men yeah. you mentioned that you said young. Young, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, like I said, I think we're going backwards. I really think we're going backwards because God forbid you say when I, when I was three and God forbid I say, you know, when I was, this is me when I was young, ice skating, this is me when I was, because I'm doing my documentary. So I had to film myself skating in the documentary mm -hmm. and then I had put it next to a video of me as a little girl. And I said, young, old still can do it, you know, and they took that off. So they can't say the word young. Um, and even like on these adult platforms, we were talking about this earlier, um, like I said, um, I go, oh, poop, I forgot to give you guys content today. Crap, something like that. And they go, you can't say poop or crap. And I was like, oh, for God's sakes. Oh, But you can All put right. a poop emoji on there and everybody's like, yay. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I just went, okay, never mind. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness me, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, so, you know, people that are listening just, you know, would need to know that you can go to Pinksters for free and you can be you and say you, and, and you can access information, uh, you know, that might pertain to the questions you have, concerns you have, things that you think are not normal about you, uh, fetishes, kinks, fantasies, explore them. You don't know what tomorrow brings. So explore them. Be you. And I love the fact that your hashtag is free to be you. That's mm -hmm. phenomenal. So I it's like Pinksters, <laughs> and, and it's very, very important that we say this, P-I-N-X. X, big X. T-E-R-S. Yes. Pinksters. And those of you guys that might have, are watching this and might have joined before, uh, you're going to have to rejoin. And I know, like, for me, I had to clean out my cookies because it wouldn't take me to Pinksters. <laughs> I know, it's really weird. So, um, but you can access um, on Twitter, you can find Pinksters at Pinksters, you can find Facebook and then you can also link through there and we'll put a link here too, I'm sure. But um, but yeah, so it's a it's a challenge. Everything's a challenge though. Not just adult industry stuff. I think everything I have been having Dr. Susie on my show next week. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and Dr. Susie, you know, will tell us firsthand. Here is a what two PhDs from Yale. She's a sexologist, she's a therapist, she's a brilliant woman, and YouTube took her down and Facebook took her down. And she doesn't swear. She doesn't swear at all. And she doesn't mm. do any nudity. 
And yet they took her down because she's discussing love your life, love yourself, you know, have sex, not war. I wonder what YouTube would do with Dr. Ruth. Good question. Um, very good I, question. I mean, and and who's the who's, who's the amazing either. person from Canada? Sue, I can't remember her name, but she used to be on Lifetime doing a sex okay. show, and I loved her. Oh, I don't know. Sue, jo uh, Sue Johansson, that was okay. her name. All right. Had this amazing sex show. I think it was on Lifetime of huh. all places back when Lifetime was a women's network. This was back in the early 90s. And did anybody ever cancel her show? No. No, shocking. You see, we're going backwards. Well, Corlin, I'm going to actually say that I hope that the understanding that people have for each other, if we can get beyond the morality policing of mm -hmm. the world, and we can start having open conversations about who we are. And if we're not harming others, if we are taking care of each other, which is for the most part what we do, then why not have an open conversation about it? That's the key word. That's the key thing is, if you, like I said in the beginning, if you don't agree or like what someone's doing they're fed it's not your life to live it's not your problem but let people speak their mind let people come out with their questions give people a platform a place to talk ask questions be them post a picture of them in a cat suit and say here's my outfit for the day and somebody else say that's i love that on you that looks great on you people are stuck in the ways that they've been raised in or you know they like what they like so if somebody says to you um let's go get a cup of coffee from starbucks and i go well there's a pizza right there and they go yeah but i want starbucks and i go it's the same damn thing it's coffee it's right there you know no if they want starbucks they want starbucks right if they if you tell them you're on the OnlyFans, I'm getting off my OnlyFans, follow me for free on my loyal fans, that, that what they're comfortable with, they'll stay with. If they're raised that, you know, gay is not appropriate, it's very difficult to change their minds. You know, it's really, really hard. I've got somebody who I'm, you know, working with right now. He they He's an absolute 100% um, white supremacist, like he really is. And I can't get him to mm. like snap out. I can't get, you know, and yet he's open-minded and fetishes kinks, all that kind of stuff. But he still talks about the clan and, you know, his people and, there's, it's like so difficult to get somebody to open their mind to other things and also realize that what they were taught or what they were brought up with their family, their religion might not necessarily be the correct thing or the right, you know. We just really. all can do just the best <laughs> we can. Exactly. Exactly. So. Well, thank you for telling us <laughs> all about Pinksters today. Thanks for having an amazing conversation with yes, me on this <laughs> special Friday edition. We don't do them very often, but when we when we discover something that we really want to talk about, we do bring it to the air and we don't wait till a Tuesday to do it. We just go ahead and put it on on a Friday. There you go. It's great to be on your show again. And just remember that anybody who is listening can join Pinksters for free. And uh, that is Anybody, anybody over the age of 18 or 21. I don't know if you live in, you know, certain countries where you can't be 18, God forbid. That's a whole nother story. We'll do that on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be busy. <laughs> the art of conversation is something that is lost on many people. And that's part of the reason why I do this podcast is I love great conversation and being able to share it with my audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Everything's gone to texting now and hiding behind a computer. 
That well, I'm yourself, maybe so. behind mm -hmm. a computer right now, but I'm having a great conversation. We're having a conversation <laughs> like two human beings should. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's everything. But uh, definitely, you know, have everybody, anybody reach out or jump on pictures and you can also contact me for any questions. And we welcome feedback, concerns, suggestions. Um, we want it to be a platform for everybody and make it a community platform. And we will have the uh, Pinksters link in our description for this special Friday edition of the show. Corlin Jewell, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me again, darling. It was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much. We've got a regular Tuesday show coming up next Tuesday. We hope you'll join us then. Until then, I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast, and now select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.